This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, sir. Here we go. It is hour number two of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. A little Cowboys news here before we get to some important playoff questions. Biotish and LVE practice fully. Okay, uh, so we are heading in the right direction. Is that locked in? He's playing at this point. I would say if he's practicing full, yeah, that's yeah. just what I, you know, and and why in Christie's corner I brought that up because I had an idea what direction they were probably going there, and so yeah, when the report came out here just a little bit that, yeah, that 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 was the case. So that that's that that is that is great news that. Both of those guys are involved. In you nailed after. it again, Brian. I'll try. Hey, uh, Tank's going to join us coming up at 445. It's a Thursday. It's time for the Demarcus Lawrence Show in about an hour and 40 minutes. It's time now, though, for uh, Zach Wolchuk, who has four huge questions for the Cowboys before the playoffs start. Yeah, shout out to Brandon Laurie, blogging the boys, posted an article about this. I think these are pretty good. But last night I was kind of thinking to myself, okay, Tuesday morning after this game, what are a couple of questions that I have myself? There were two that I thought, okay, these are the, these are things that if the Cowboys lose this game, I'm going to be wondering, one, how much did CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard touch the football? I think that's really important in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year against the Niners, it was bad. CeeDee Lamb didn't get any touches last year against San Francisco. Last week, I, I was just bewildered watching that first half against Washington. How can there, There's no excuse for your first four offensive drives for CeeDee Lamb to not be involved. One, you can put blame on the quarterback if you want, fine. Kellen Moore, you got to do better. You've, you've got to get CeeDee Lamb involved early and often in this football game. There was one yeah. moment where I thought he was transitioning into CeeDee Lamb, but then he didn't get the ball back. And Tony Pollard as well. Yeah. There, there's no reason to be, and, and I know Zeke was better than Tony Pollard was in week one against the Buccaneers. Zeke had 10 carries, 52 yards, was averaging five yards a carry. Tony Pollard was not effective running the football. But there's other ways in which you can just get the football in Tony Pollard's hands and him be effective, whether it's checkdowns, whether it's just some kind of way to just get him extension of the run games, get him the ball in the flat, and just allow him to make the play. But those are your two best offensive weapons. You've got to get them involved. Absolutely. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and big games, big players, big-time players kind of step up. I, I, I want to, If I'm going to go out, I want to go out swinging with my best guys. And those are offensively, CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard for sure. And you've seen at times this year that it's a huge focal point early in games. CeeDee Lamb, we're coming to you. We'll hit you on a little jet sweep, or we're just going to throw you the ball a couple of times to start the game and just kind of get that that train moving. But one of the things now, Kellen Moore, you have to be even more creative, and they've done a nice job moving CeeDee Lamb around this year, playing in the slot, getting him in motion. 
But with teams now seeing, okay, C.D. Lamb is the guy in the passing game that we have to, we'll just, we'll go ahead and double team him. We're going to try and take him away. So now it is your time, Kellen Moore, to return serve and get creative on ways to get him open because you, there is no excuse to come away from this game and, oh, well, he was doubled, so we had to look elsewhere. No, Uh, elsewhere for this team right now is really, really bad. Michael Gallup and, uh, and what you got going with Noah Brown, gosh, dude, it, it would be inexcusable. And I got some numbers here that I'll show you the separation numbers of of those two guys in particular, uh, Michael Gallup and um, and Noah Brown. And dude, it, it's it's really really not good. Uh, and if you give me give me just a second, and yeah, I'll, no problem. I'll hit you with those. My second point or question is, how's the defense finish? The, def- the offense has been able to build leads in two games, Jacksonville and Green Bay. They're not able to hold them, right? And you watch Tampa Bay play. There's games where they're trailing. Their offense looks completely inept. But if you allow them to hang into this thing where there's a one-score game, all of a sudden Tom Brady will look terrible for three quarters. That offense will look terrible for three and a half quarters. The light bulb goes on. Yeah. And it's vintage it's vintage Tom Brady. And that final drive, everything starts clicking. Can the defense finish the football game? When he goes super aggressive like that, you can get picks. Like NFC title game twenty twenty against Green Bay. How many did he throw before they finally was it two or three? Yeah. Um but yes, when he introduces an element of risk there in the fourth quarter. Uh, especially against a, a wide receiver like this. Now, Brian, I do believe with Van Der Esch and Hankins coming back, yeah. they're going to be able to solidify their run defense pretty dang good, hopefully better than they played in week one against Leonard Fournette. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, it, that's what the, the key to this one is going to be because can Hankins hold up inside, you know, because where they hurt you last time was the ball going to the perimeter, and they figured out that Diggs wasn't interested and it was pulling linemen. It was getting guards and centers and tackles and everybody out in front in space. And then you know you couldn't get your linebackers to the outside fast enough. So Hankins holding up, if he could hold the middle, that's going to keep blockers off Vanderesh to allow them to run. Hmm. And so that that you know you didn't have that advantage the first time that you played this team. But it's going to be about Clark Wilson. I mean, these guys are going to have to have huge games. If, if all of a sudden Tampa says, you know what, we're going back to the same game plan. We're going to see if you can still stop the run. Because Higgy's right. The worst thing that could happen to you if they're the Cowboys is Tampa hasn't really run the ball effectively all year. Worse in the sport. And then all of a sudden, then they get it going again. Oh, it would be my, that, it would that, just, that would be that would be crushing, so frustrating. Yeah. But those are two things. On Tuesday morning, if we wake up and the Cowboys season's over, th- those are questions I'm going to have. Did you get C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard the football? If not, well, no wonder you lost. Shame on you. And did the defense finish this football game? Because that's going to be a key to beating Tom Brady and the Bucks. Because they've been really, really good. If the game's hanging, if the game is hanging in the balance, they'll find a way to win it. I look forward to talking with Tank about that coming up at four forty-five. Because I, I feel like the defense now, after maybe being a little down, they got to feel like the pressure shifting back on us. We got to be the guys who, at the end of the game, had the better game between the two units based on how things have uh, have finished up here. We need a big bounce back and in, in strong finish in January. They've been, uh, in, in some measurements, horrible, you know, from one of the best to one of the worst defenses. Well, and Micah Parsons is going to come ready to play. Did you see his uh, his quote from a few moments ago? 
I feel like I've hit my second wind in terms of how I feel. I feel better now than I have the past couple of weeks because of how anxious and excited I am. It's a different type of competitive spirit, the ferocious nature that really comes out. That is the mindset of Micah Parsons right now. So he's going to be in his bag, and we'll probably see maybe the best version of himself just because he's going to be on a playoff high right now, and he's the ultimate competitor, and that's why we love him dearly. To the offense and not getting CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard the ball, you're in a world of trouble at that point because you have nobody else that can do anything for you. Noah Brown finished the season uh, with 2.3 yards of average separation. This is next-gen stats. It ranks 117th out of 121 eligible wide receivers and tight ends. Michael Gallup, 2.4 yards of average uh, separation. That's 116th Mm. out of 121. Mm. So, I mean, and then they also rank 103rd and 112th in catch percentage. They're doing nothing for you, and defenses know it. So, we'll take out CeeDee Lamb, and good luck throwing to Gallup and and, and Noah Brown and and T.Y. Hilton. Admirable what you've done, but if you're going to beat us on a Sunday in the playoffs— We'll, we'll go ahead and bang that you won't. Yeah, yeah, no question. All right, let's get to blogging the boys. This is uh, some of the questions that they've said. All right, these are these are big that the Cowboys need to answer here as we enter the playoffs. What do you guys think? Who is the coach on the hottest seat after the regular season here as we get ready for week one of the playoffs? Cowboys coaches? Cowboys specifically. Kellen uh, Moore, 100%. Kellen Moore. Yeah, Kellen Moore. Brian? It's got to be Kellen Moore. Yeah, but, I I mean, but then again, yeah, they, they won't do anything with McCarthy. Kellen Moore's clearly the guy. I, I'm with you. And, and it's just the frustration as we watch this team. And, and Brian, you get the all-22 as early as any scout in media. Uh, I got to wait till Tuesdays. But there, there's just there's a lack of continuity, consistency with just what he does week to week. I just don't know, like, what is Kellen Moore's bread and butter? What's his bread and butter play call? Well, uh, Kellen Moore, would you rather... First Kel- and 10 run for a yard and a half. Well, would you rather Kellen Moore or Brian Schottenheimer? No, that's a question we were oh, having earlier. Gosh. And, and, and that would be a Kellen Moore answer for me. Yeah, that's what I'd I'm saying. Because if, if you're going to get rid of Kellen Moore, it's likely Brian Schottenheimer is going to be your next OC. Yeah, well, it has been fun watching the Seattle Seahawks play off. Now, granted, they've had a lot of weapons, so some people be like, well, what about T.Y. Hilton and D.K. Metcalf? I think some of that was success despite Tyler OC. Lockett. Tyler, Tyler Lockett, Lockett yeah. yeah. No, I mean... It, the funny thing is, is Brian Schottenheimer got fired by Pete Carroll for being too conservative. And Pete Carroll's pretty darn conservative. Pretty darn conservative. He's the, yeah, he he champions that. But so does Brian Schottenheimer. But Brian Schottenheimer wonder, was not quite conservative enough for Pete Carroll. I wonder if something would happen to Joe Philbin. Because if you don't find a way to run Ooh. the ball, you know what I'm saying? The offensive line coach. It's like this would be the second time in two years that they've kind of they've started off well and then faded as the season's worn on, you know that you weren't able, able to run the ball last year, right? You didn't yeah, have, you, you got to problem solve. You're they not going to have a smooth ride. Yeah. yeah. And Jerry mentioned Coach Philbin by name with Sean and RJ when talking about like the confidence in the team uh, and the confidence of the coaches to get it figured out. One of the like two or three coaches he named was Joe Philbin, and that's just a position coach. Like you don't hear him just saying like, "Oh, our uh, our DBs coach." needs to get it going because we're giving yeah. up so many explosive need passing Al Harris plays. over here to yeah. do better. No, he's name-dropping Joe Philbin because that dude's seat's getting a little bit uh, little bit toasty. All right, how about this? Bigger worry, depth at receiver or cornerback? Mm. You just hit us with those the lack yeah. of separation numbers. I think, it, I think it has to be because you're getting 
Bland is is going to be healthy enough to play. I mean, it's a dire situation. You're about to run out of Xavier Rhodes. I mean, okay? yeah, they're they're just throwing are, darts out there to see, hey, who in the world can play cornerback two on that left side for us opposite Diggs. They're both a nightmare, but you you really you really don't have anybody that you can consistently trust in that passing game right now outside of CD Lamb. So I guess I, I will I will do that because like defensively or with the secondary you have Trayvon Diggs, but okay, Deron Bland. There's not really that Duran Bland in the wide receiver core. It's just like, ah, it's a huge drop-off. I mean, they got to be thinking, man, Deshaun Wright and Kelvin Joseph, we drafted you for this moment, and neither of you guys have been able to really step up for us. Yeah, I think to me, I think corner is the bigger issue going into this game. Um, just because it can it can ruin the game for you, right? If you're if you're second, third, fourth wide receivers don't have the best game, you're like, okay. We got to figure out a way to get 17 points to give ourselves a shot in the final five minutes. If if your corner, if nobody can help you, they could score 35 points. They could have three long touchdowns in this game. It you know, uh, so so I I think you can work around your struggles at wide receiver if Gallup does not have a good game. Uh, but I, I don't think you can do anything about it if you don't get a good game from a corner or help that corner a lot in this one. I'm willing to let them run. Go ahead and run. We'll try to tackle you, but we're we're not spending resources down in the box if I'm in charge because of how Tom Brady's going to change that game real quick on you. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. I mean, I worry. I think the thing with with Woods, I'm to the point. You know how I feel. It it, it you don't have a great answer right now. Sure. The the one thing is that over there at left corner, if you go with if you go with Rhodes. It's a you know it's a veteran guy. It's a guy with some size. It's a guy with some toughness. He just can't run as well. So if you know if you're losing at the line of scrimmage, you're playing a lot of off coverage and asking him to turn and run and go. I I just don't I just don't see it. I just don't see it over there. And that you know I mean I I just think that's why you have to make this a physical game for these guys because the more you can make Brady hold that ball, the better chance you have of beating Donovan Smith or some backup center maybe. You know, that that's that's kind of my hope in this game. Which area of the team is more worrisome right now? Offense, defense, or after what we saw against Washington, we got alum special teams in there. And Kevontae Turpin now has had two fumbles in the final month of the season. Yeah, I, I'm least worried about special teams. Those are quirky deals, and it's been a solid group, great coach all year long. So I'm not that worried about the special teams. Um, it's a great question between the offense and the defense. I'm going to say the offense um, uh, just because you have so many good resources over there. It shouldn't be this bad. You know, you, you have clearly a spot on 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 defense that's holding you up so bad and you just started investing. You only have a couple of good players over there. But the cost for concern on offense is, guys, we have put together a, a nice group of players and they can't do more than that. Um, and if that's if that happens again, then then you'll be like, we should have known. You know, we should have known that it was time to invest more in the offensive line and not expect Dak to be able to be Superman, um, you know, behind that that, guy, that group of guys. Yeah, it's the offense for me that I'm most worried about. And, uh, I mean, right now you don't have any semblance of a running game and your passing game, you have one guy that you can consistently trust. It's C.D. Lamb. And uh, teams are starting to figure that out and they take him away and where do you go? You go to No Brown and you're in trouble. It's got to be Schultz to the tight ends, if you ask me. You know, I agree. I think yeah. you need to see more of the tight ends. You got, you got, you get those guys the ball. They got power. They can yeah. break tackles. They got juice. 
You know, the, these guys can play. And, you know, since Dak came in for Cooper Rush, they've really been eliminated from the game They plan. had a bad game against the yeah. Titans. They did. But I don't think that's a reason why you just give up on them. Yeah, I, I, I think you guys are right about that. Uh, and and I'm, I'm throwing to him is one thing. The way they're the way they're running the ball right now out of that is is definitely not pretty. Not to no. say that you just never try during this game, but it's not something that you can feel confident going into this game. Oh, this is going to work. But getting those guys involved in the passing game is probably a smart they're running thing. out of eleven. Well, yeah, you're See, seeing them run out of. A, they're better than the other things. Better than the other personnel groupings. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, and and I think at least you're getting reinforcements back. Do you know the defense. number on that, Chief? Uh, on the eleven personnel, yeah, what they're w- getting once a, a eleven personnel, like on first down, you're talking about four and a half yards of carry. Let's go, which is which is which is league average for first down run. Yeah, uh, but if you're talking about any other personnel grouping, it's much much worse than that. And at five yeah. o'clock, we'll, we'll okay. address it. Awesome, thank you. Agree, good. All right, there he is, Zach Wolchuk, with the top questions around the Cowboys before the playoffs start. Cowboys Twitter has this ESPN guy hit a new low with his disrespect. It's next on 105.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back, G-Bag Nation. It is time now for some Cowboys Twitter. Top tweets going viral about America's team, from America's team. Big show here today. We uh, Coming up at 340, we'll go around the Mavs. Luka Doncic on if he could ever catch LeBron, who happens to be chasing history down the stretch here. We'll have those uh, Mavs stories here coming up for you about 20 minutes. All right, uh, quote from uh, John Machota's article in uh, The Athletic is getting a lot of traction today. Uh, Cowboys OC Kellen Moore, we just have to be efficient on first and second down in the run game. Doesn't have to be 20 yard runs. It just has to be efficient and allow the passing game to make completions and find different opportunities. You need third and short. You know, that's the way I look at it. You, you need to get the defense leaning up so you can kill them with a little bit more play action. And you're going to need man coverage out there. And if the Cowboys can do that in the first couple of drives, you know, we're, we're looking at it with a pessimistic slant right now. But to come back optimistic, Brian, if after the first quarter the Cowboys have like 40 yards rushing, I'm going to all of a sudden flip very optimistic about their chances of getting this job done. 
Yeah, is the forty yards including your quarterback, or is that just yes? Be any, yeah. any any type of forty yards rushing? I think Dak's got to be a big part of this game plan. I mean, how could yeah. it not be? That would be yeah. negligent to not let him rumble. Yeah, we we saw in the first game that they ran that option that that speed option. There is what they ran in it, and Dak was able to get a first down. I, I agree with you. I I, I feel like that they're going to have to find ways. You know, if the pass rush, you know, I I just you know. Vita Vea is like their best sack guy. You know, you talk, I mean, that's just pressure in the middle right really? there. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you if you can deal with what's going on on the inside and, you know, and and and, and make that work, you know, can, give Dak the opportunity to step up or if it, you know, if he has to just to run, he sees, you know, an opportunity, a lane to get through. I, I think any Dak run in this game is going to be good. He's clearly not fast anymore, and you know whatever speed he no, had is is gone. But, but he's still physical and nifty enough. You know, yeah. like I said, you know, a, a four yard gain, a six yard gain, and yeah. anything anything that's not a negative play. Okay, you mentioned Vita Vea. I did see something on him over the break. He was late for practice today, and there was some excitement for us. And so maybe panic for Tampa fans like, where's Vea? Where's Vea? And we got word at the end of the practice that he was just late. So maybe he was getting some treatment, mm. you know, or bubble guts or something. Bub- bubble guts could be a legitimate excuse. OK, but the big story on Cowboys Twitter, Dan Orlovsky really lost whatever credibility he had left. And he made it more clear than ever. He's just trying to say negative stuff about Dak, be the most negative person about Dak. You know, yesterday we had those CBS sports rankings came out. And we thought it was egregious they put him at 11. Oh, they put no. Dak. Not they. Call yeah. him out by name. It's yeah. uh, we're, we're talking to you, Cody Benjamin. Yes, Cody Benjamin. Just all, all sorts of, you know, D-baggish out there. But, you know, um, Orlovsky could not let him be the most ridiculous Dak taker of the week. He went ahead and put Daniel Jones and Geno Smith ahead of Dak. Are well. you freaking kidding me? He didn't have the balls to go Skylar Thompson, though. <laughs> you know he will. wanted to. Somebody will. Did he yeah. go Brock Purdy? He asked his editor, now do I put Skyler ahead or behind if I want the clicks with the credibility? And they're like, oh, no, leave Skyler right there. You got it, buddy. Twelfth out of the 14 best uh, quarterbacks. Uh, Of course, he also has Dak behind Brock Purdy, which, you know, Ryan, probably you agree with that at this point. (laughs) I'm just having fun with Brock Purdy right now. Uh, Yeah, you know, the thing, I I don't know, I think Dan is... I think Dan's a little extreme there. I, you know, we just he, a little though. Well, no, he's he's been a he's been a fan of that guy at the Giants really all year. I mean, you know, the the thing is, you kind of fireable offense. But Daniel Jones, I, I know, I, I get no, I get that. Everybody's, I mean, but that's that's the problem with these quarterbacks. That's why some guy likes Paxton Lynch or some guy likes you know Connor Cook or somebody like you know. That's the problem with these guys. You know, I mean, there is a lot of subjectivity in gradings, but well, some things are patently false. Well, see, but okay, but you, and, you, and it's funny you mentioned the guy out at San Francisco, and I know that I've seen him, and then all of a sudden I'm like, you guys are like, what? No, come on, come on, Broadus, come on, really, come on, no, no, guy hadn't lost a game yet. Yeah, you know, that's what well, I'm saying. Well, a lot saying. of NFL games have been played now. We can admit we're wrong. Lots of games have been played by Daniel Jones, and you can see I, clear I, evidence. Yeah, but see, that's where I think that I think it's different for Daniel Jones is because of the head coach. You know, uh, Mike Kafka as the OC. That that poor guy yeah. has no he has no skill guys other than the running back, right? Well, I would say they've had some pretty good skilled guys, and and sometimes it's the well, quarterback's inability to get them the ball. Jason Garrett was his OC. You want to argue with me about that? No, that's a fact. Okay, see that 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 I'm not trying to be snarky or anything. I'm just saying well, though. I <laughs> I, I really was the the thing about it it's was effortless. You don't have to try. The, the thing the thing about it is though I I. 
know, Dak, the, the problem, what was the problem with Daniel Jones? He turns over the ball. Yeah. What's the problem with Dak? He turns over the ball. Well, you know? as as of late, yeah, I guess in this in this moment for sure. Well, in uh, this moment, Pat Foreman Dak will also hold overcome on. Yeah. those turnovers. That hasn't Daniel been like Jones a, is not guy, able to do that. Hasn't been like no. a lifelong Dak problem, but you, it is at the moment. Your guy from established the run, Pat Foreman, Daniel Jones, and Dayball deserve some credit for the career best year he's had. Yeah, but also twenty um, sixth in yards per attempt, fortieth in twenty plus yard throw rate, fortieth in average depth of target. 40th in big-time throw rate. Every team has 1.25 quarterbacks better than Daniel Jones. See, but again, I look at, if you're the Giants, I look at their situation. They try. They drafted an offensive tackle. They drafted a defensive end that's going to be a stud for them, by the way. Sure and that, that, that rookie tackle they had was one of the better ones in, in the league. Yeah. And so, to me, I, I, I look at it as like, now with Daniel Jones, I, this is where I start the clock for him. I start the clock now for Daniel Jones as opposed to with with what you know with my my buddies that were all you know running that team the Dave Gettleman's and the Jason Garretts and all those people that were bringing his career down. Good stuff. Appreciate the conversation here on uh, 105.3 The Fan, home of the Cowboys, as we continue here with some Cowboys Twitter. We will have some Mavs discussion here coming up for you in about uh, ten minutes. Uh, if you missed it, Tyler Biotish practice full today. And so did Leighton Vander Esch, and those are some great things. Okay, um, who's the pressure on most? Great story from David Moore in the morning news. He's plugged in. And the headline, why Cowboys Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore, not Mike McCarthy, face added playoff scrutiny. A head coach that's presided over a 24-10 and record the last two seasons appears to have escaped any win or else edicts. So the pressure not on McCarthy. Uh, you know, I think he's stabilized a lot of things. The, t- the takeaways are great. The injuries have been better. And now the penalties. You've cleaned up penalties. That's got to come back on the coach. So I do agree with, uh, with David Moore. But specific, uh, specifically looking at Kellen Moore, okay, he really puts him on the grill here. Um, in, in San Francisco, they only got the ball to CD twice, once on a carry. Tony Pollard only got it four times. They trailed 23-7. to seven. If in back-to-back playoff games, your offense is a no-show, almost every team's firing the OC, right, Brian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Is, is, is this like Jerry's it, new coaching project see, that he, he's pulling for Kellen Moore or what? See, this is where I think it's – I think if they, if they go flat, if they go really flat and lose this game on offense, it's going to be a higher within and it's going to be Brian Schottenheimer. It just, it's just, it's, it's smelling like that to me. Right? Oh, it, well, looks it like smells that. like yeah. ass. It's smelling. No, I'm, I'm just not ser- the good kind. No, it, he it, was a very conservative coach with Russell Wilson, and, and he was the guy that got people mad because they wanted to let Russ cook. Right, and he was right. Right, he was right. You don't want to let Russ cook that much. Yeah. Um. So maybe Brian Schottenheimer is just what this Cowboys team needs. I just, it, it's just got, it's, it's got too many it, because it, it. They're probably, you know, the thing I, I believe is, I, and. and Trust me on this. I've been super, super, super critical of Mike McCarthy for all the laziness and not committed and all those things. But, you know, you got to give him credit. I mean, they they back-to-back, you know, with the playoffs, the 12 games and all that. 
I just don't know if he really at this point in time wants to learn a complete new offense. Okay. And so that's where I think Brian Schottenheimer helps. I think that's where Brian Schottenheimer yeah, helps him. The yeah. familiarity. Yeah, exactly. I could, you yeah. know, Mike and Dak not having to learn something new. Now, Good Dave, gosh, what a problem, and he man. works what for his dad. Move on. No, no, he works for his dad. The work you don't want to learn a new offense. Then work for he worked for his dad. I'm just telling you, there's a big connection there. Everybody in the building, you know, they need to get clear of this crap and the the Garrett. Kellen it's not going to happen because what happens if you if you isn't fire, this the buddy thing? Isn't this how well, hiring no, Mike Nolan to be the defensive coordinator? No, you're absolutely right. going to get the, you need a fresh the hot start. sauce in both his eyes. Well, I'll say this though because if it's if it turns in if they're going to change the head coach, it's going to be the defensive coordinator. I mean, Sean Payton ain't coming to this place, you know. We can all. I mean, there there there's some whispering going on that maybe that Jerry and Sean Payton and those guys have all kind of moved on from each other. As far as being a head coach here. They like telling stories of the fun times they had, but yeah. they don't want to rekindle it. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. And I don't really have an issue with McCarthy. I think McCarthy's done a good job. I will say this. There should be a little bit of pressure there because shouldn't you have a little bit of responsibility as a head coach? And we've talked about this over the course of the year, Brian. Like, if there's an issue, you're still the head coach. If Kellen Moore's not doing something well, why don't you call over there and say, dude, let's stop doing this. Well, he, you're a former I, offensive Play call. I kind of feel like he did though when during the uh, the during the uh, the Cooper Rush administration, right? And it, right? it evidently yeah, worked. Be smarter. Yeah. So now work. you're in a do or die, you win or you go home situation. If this first down running stuff or whatever it is, the issues are McCarthy knows it. Call over and be a head coach. Nine seven two. You're really tripping for real. What the Cowboys average points per game over the last three years? Yeah, the numbers say this offense is great. Um, and maybe we are tripping. Maybe Kellen Moore is amazing, you know, and, and Carolina will hire him or Houston will hire him, something like that. Now, Moore does acknowledge in this story something else that could totally change things, and that is the emotions of Jerry. And you always got to be on the lookout for that. I think over the tenure of his ownership for 30 years, it's been a factor. But I think at this point, Jerry gets emotional after the game, but then he gives himself so much time to cool off before making decisions that I don't think you're going to get like a Jim Ursay moment where he's just fed up with an embarrassing loss and the guy's fired and an announcer is the head coach before the guy's hangover even wears off. You know what I'm saying? I I, I just don't. Plus, Steven is sort of checks and balances guy. But Brian, I mean, you've worked with for, yeah. for, for that family. Yeah. Do you think Jerry's emotions are still a factor? I think Jerry's emotions are a factor. And I think if Jerry wants to do something, they'll sure do it. I just think that you're going to get Steven and Will McClay that are going to stand up, you know, they, they've, they, they've got this thing where they want it when it comes to, you know, people talk about this as a very talented roster and they talk and it's, it's, they love to draft and they, they don't want anybody to come in here and upset all that. You know, that's that, that they've got this thing. Exactly. They got the scouting department right where they need it. Yeah. You know, they, they don't go out and spend huge money in free agency. They don't that's need Sean sure. Payton to walk in here and go, Hey, listen, this guy is, you know, let's go get Ramsey. Let's go get, you know, they don't don't need that. That's the last thing they want. They want Dan Quinn, who Dan Quinn likes personnel, works shoulder to shoulder with Will McClay. Everybody respects him in the room and it doesn't rock the apple cart. That's tough, man. It really is. You know, imagine having a team with, with a GM that just was untouchable, you know, and you never get like a breath of fresh air or a new perspective into your organization that could forever change your culture or your perspective. Yeah. You know, you, you you get leadership trees coming off GMs that can have profound impacts on your scouting department across the league, like what Brian had going on in Green Bay. You never get that opportunity to get a visionary, great leader who can transform an organization like the way that a GM 
Jimmy Johnson or Tex Schramm or a number of guys throughout the history of this franchise did. So if a person named Jones doesn't become the best GM in football, you're never going to have him. You're never going to have an Aussie Newsome. That's a fair point. Okay, great article about Tony Pollard today. You know, four years into Tony's career, we don't know that much about his background. We're going to change that. Kyle Yeomans is coming up at 4 o'clock. It's the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Thank you, Lucius. Let's find out more about uh, Tony Pollard. Great article about him today. John Michaud over there in The Athletic doing a great job covering the Cowboys. The thing I liked about it is... He really paints the picture of uh, Tony Pollard's backstory and maybe gives you a reason to believe uh, that the second half of his career can be even more amazing. All right. uh, What do you think? Let's get some truckwreck.com fan text going here on, on Tony Pollard. How important is it to bring him back for next season? You know, Tony Pollard, pretty quiet guy. Even when he's practicing, he barely talks. And the media really hasn't dug in too much for fans to know about him. So John went ahead and got the story for you, Brian. Yeah, you know, when Chris Arnold's interviewed him a couple of times, he's he's been kind of cool. Like him and Chris have a really good rapport. I know we played it before some of our pre uh, pre some from our pregame shows and stuff like that. Family owns a barbecue place yep. there in Memphis and all that. Kind of yeah. a kind of a neat story. He loves talking about barbecue and, and kind of things like that. Okay, and uh, my bad as I click through here, this is actually Dan Pompey. Dan Pompey oh, has the Tony Pollard article up there. Tribune guy. Uh, so maybe they're maybe they're sending Dan Pompey down here to, to scout him for the Bears. I'm not quite sure, but uh, <laughs> DP headline: Cowboys believed in Tony Pollard, and now they're letting him cook. And that's the angle uh, with the barbecue restaurant. Um, and that's the first thing I learned about Tony Pollard is, is, is if you want to have an amazing barbecue with the Cowboys, there's been some really good cooks on that team over the years. Travis Frederick, Lyle Collins, uh, you know, Tyron Smith. I've seen him at a barbecue store twice <laughs> when we're doing remotes. It's just like, oh, my goodness, there's Tyron Smith coming in to pick up a rub or, or some sort of uh, barbecue accessory. But the story starts out at the age of 14, Tony Pollard started flipping burgers at his family's famous restaurant. Pollard's Barbecue on Elvis Presley Boulevard in Memphis, Tennessee. There you go. That's a destination right there for all Cowboys fans gotta at go this get point. Uh, got to get you some food and a shirt from CA that place. CA said it's really good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They come from miles around for the dry rubbed ribs slathered in sauces made from scratch. Uh, these days, Pollard can do much more with the spatula. On his backyard kettle grill, he can cook up wings, charred chicken, or ribs. He can smoke sausages and steam broccoli. He, uh, you know, he's pr- probably dominating. That's what that looks like right there. You grew up in a restaurant, yeah. you know, you can you can just whip like that, that's the kind of deal where you show up to a like a party and you're like, okay, cool. who's who's cooking? You're like, you probably let me help. You know, I I, I don't want to I don't want to you know big time or anything, but. If we want everybody to have a great time, it's it's probably best you just let me I got it. this. Wait, yeah. so are you are you willing to relinquish controls of the command center that is your grill station at your own house? To Tony Pollard? To I'm just saying just in general you, to somebody coming in. Maybe it's Tony Pollard. Maybe it's somebody else who claims to be a Tony Pollard level griller and or cook chef. Yeah. You're willing to relinquish. Do I do you know. Need, yeah. Do you need verification of the resume, though? Yeah, I would like, I would I would be cynical at first because I know a lot of people can have a big ego, you know, because that's more but, than that's even more than sitting shotgun and messing with the radio. But right? you tell you tell me like, hey, I worked at Heim. I worked at Pecan. I worked at this spot. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting down and taking notes, bro. It's an okay. honor. You know, yeah. uh, Tony Pollard, I want to sit down and know what your process is and, and chat with you through that whole deal, because you put in five years at a restaurant or something. You've learned a lot of good stuff. You got to be careful, though, about the the try it like you should try it like this guy, you oh, know, yeah. where he comes oh, in yeah. and he's watching you grill in your own house, your own backyard. And he's like, well, 
you know what, General? Why don't you why don't you try it like this? Yeah. Gotta be careful. That guy, that I'll, guy. I'll tell to go inside and watch the game. There you you go. know, I got this handled. I remember the first time that I let Hellman do a crawfish boil. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And that was hard. I did not want to give that up. Yeah. You know, I the power, man. Because I taught him how I said, listen, watch and he did. He he watched it and did everything. And the next time we did a crawfish boil, he goes, Listen, I want to do this. And I was kind of like, uh, okay. Well, goes, you're gonna want to buy a pot. Yeah, you no, want to get know, a spot in a yeah, house with exa- a backyard. Exactly. But he's like, he went and got every ingredient that I used. And so I did. I sat there and watched him. The copycat league brought us. I watched him cook and he it was actually excellent. Yeah. And it, but it was really difficult to watch him do well, they'll use my crawfish pot. Yeah. So here he's using my equipment wow. and I'm 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 just kind of thinking, okay, well he's gonna get it this time. He's timing this were right. Were you kind of pulling for it to be a slightly less Not than all. perfect? Not or at were you all. pulling were you for proud? your uh, I, No, I was so happy that okay. I was so happy to see that that everybody that was eating the crawfish were enjoying them. That that's that's the best feeling. Well, it's learned. like Gavin and making those wings, you know, and stuff like that. When you watch people, the most satisfying thing about a, being a cook yeah. is when people enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, when I was that's, at that, that's the best. I was at that New Year's Day party, and I made about a hundred wings, and I took them, and I put them down on the counter, and I just walked away. Watch them eat them. And <laughs> about twenty minutes later, people were like, "Hey, have you tried the wings?" Who brought the wings? And I didn't mm, say anything. Yeah. I just sat there with a smile on my face like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Got it. Yeah. The gratification. It's yeah. so rewarding. It's a it tiger is. fist pump like you've yep. never seen before. Now, the truckwreck.com fan text is alleging that the morning show has labeled you uh, one trick pony oh, on that's, the grill. That's a Sean Sharif yeah. thing. Yeah. One, di- one dimensional. Well, he's Gavin, in a bad place. Gavin kicked his ass. Yeah. He's in a, he's in a bad place. He that's thinks cool. you're a wing, wings only kind of guy. Wings only kind of guy. He, oh. he knows. Sean's the guy that threw the whole pig on the, on the, yeah. it didn't cover up the head. Sean. I mean, he just like, that was you, crazy. he kind of lets you see, but Look, Sean will try some stuff. Now. I'll, yeah, I'll in, give him in, some credit. In defense of my guy, Sean, he, he can, he's a pit boss over there. He can cook. He's good. Yeah. He, he is he's definitely good. You know, he's just trying to make himself look better by insulting me it's yeah. like, listen, we can both be pretty good at this, bro. No, you've come yeah. in and told us yeah. about some of the I, stuff you're grilling up there. I kind of like the fact that Sean, like, you send a picture of what you're cooking to Sean, he'll be honest, like, bro, that looks drier than hell. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, he'll say stuff like, oh, man, how long did you, you know, he, he'll, you can tell he's interested, uh-huh. and other times it's like, bro, Dismisses that it. thing looks like a doorstop. You yeah. know, stop sending me those pictures. Well, you hear him interact with his brother and his dad, and they're constantly on each other's ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, some dads are like, I don't want to offend hear you. It's like, on oh, each yeah, looks good. Anyway. Yeah. Other dads are like, on you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I've realized yeah. that. I think that means that Sean kind of likes you because he does that with me, too, now. Okay. Like, when he's kind of getting. No, he really hates you. He, I, deep, <laughs> down, deep down, he <laughs> might. Yeah. yeah. But he told me that the other day. Did he really? Yeah. He says he's not a big fan good, of yours. Good. Because I'm going to text him right now and tell him to go bleep himself. <laughs> yeah. Throw one in for me, too. <laughs> At Melrose High School in Memphis, Pollard was mainly a wideout and corner. Had more than 1,200 receiving yards, 20 touchdowns as a senior. But his uh, ranking amongst the prospects in the nation, 1,820th. Mm. <laughs> Think that'll put a chip on your shoulder? <laughs> uh, uh, and well better. Uh, rivals rated him with only two stars. Only five schools offered scholarships. Austin, PA, Georgia Southern, Memphis, Middle Tennessee State, and Tennessee State. And he chose Memphis where he got the attention of the NFL by scoring seven kick return touchdowns. No other team invited him for a pre-draft workout. I think that's really interesting. And the reason Will McClay liked Tony Pollard so much, he wondered if he could play running back. Yeah. And at the Senior Bowl, they called a run up the middle. 
And the first time he went through this hole, this linebacker got a little bit lower on him and completely knocked him on his ass. And Will was like, oh, boy, he doesn't he doesn't have what it takes to get through the hole there against these big guys. They call the same play a few minutes later. He trucks this dude that outweighed him by 34 pounds. Sure did. Will McClay said that's our guy right there. Classic yeah. redemption story. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Hopefully he had video on that. I'll so. tell you what, man. Uh, Memphis had a good run of those those running back receiver dudes there for a yeah. while. So, yeah. Well, yeah, Will, that, that's a really great story because he's absolutely right. I remember the play, you know, with he just like explodes and then you just see him just truck that guy. And you're like, whoa. Okay, and then here's some cool stuff from uh, Mike McCarthy on what makes him successful running between the tackles. It's not just the deceptive power, but Mike says the way he stays on course and sets the blocks for the offensive line is top notch. Mm-hmm. He, you know, when you're watching on TV, it just looks like he's super fast. It's like, oh, there he goes. He's hard to tackle. But Mike says you're able to see him hit creases as they open instead of after they open. Yeah. Man, is he a good running back, a pure runner, said Mike McCarthy. The other day he got caught in a bad situation. Remember the first drive of the game they're running on third and five? And and Schultz, Schultz is not square on the linebacker. And Pollard reads it like, usually if you hit a guy square, you can make a cut right or left. You just... But like there was like it was a half man block, and so Pollard's like, "Man, I just got to try and go get this." I mean, he put his head down to run to get there, but you know that's sometimes like you say, setting up those blocks and stuff like that, being patient, yeah, and then seeing it and having that geared like the edge. All of a sudden, it's like, it, oh, it looks like there's going to be a loss, and then you get five yards out of it by getting to the corner. That's yeah. what Pollard has that ability to Great do. Great anticipation. Yep. Another thing I learned, the neck thing he wears. Have you guys figured that out? It's this a, it's, is for uh, concussions. Yeah, it's called the Q collar. Yeah. Yes. I asked Christy about that, and like Dalton yeah. Schultz is wearing it as well. I was noticing, but it's supposedly to help with like the whiplash. Yeah. He, and he has not been listed with concussions since he's been in the NFL. So maybe it's working. He's a good spokesman for it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is up to 217. He was drafted around 208. He's usually, Tony Pollard, the first one in the weight room. Already working out when teammates arrive. Uh, the coaches say he's committed to doing everything by the book the way it is uh, supposed to be done. So there you have a little bit more background here on Tony Pollard. Hopefully it's not his last Cowboys game. Hopefully he's got four more this year and, and some more seasons. But it is it is hard to say. You know, 20, 30 guys every year move on. All right. Uh, when we come back, it is time to talk with Kyle Yeomans, DallasCowboys.com. Great reporter, member of our draft coverage uh, for years. And uh, Kyle Yeomans joins us next right here in the GBAC Nation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 